Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 70 of the Spearhead Sundays podcast, which at this point is turning into the Spearhead Sundays podcast, which I've seen a lot of you fucking smart asses commenting. But um, yeah, look, I apologize for missing last week, but I think once I tell you this story, you're, you're going to be like, yeah, fair enough. So as you know, last week's story was um, podcast was supposed to be an interview with Riff Raff. I'm going to tell you the story of how that went down as quite possibly one of the worst interviews I've ever done in my life. And I'm going to be honest, I can't tell whether it was my fault or his fault. If You know what? I reckon it's, it's a bit of both. Let me know if, if you think this is my fault or his fault, all right? I'm going to tell you the story. So... We were doing it on Sunday. So the, the, the original plan was I was going to go into the city at 3. His show was on Sunday night at like 9 p.m. He was going to get on stage or something. And so I was going to go meet him at 3 p.m. in his hotel, interview him for about 20 minutes is what I'd been promised. And then I would go home and record the rest of the podcast. What I should have done is recorded an entire solo podcast, put that out, and then have the riffraff ready to drop this uh, basically today is what I should have done, but I figured I would have had enough time if nothing went wrong to head home after the interview and record the rest of the podcast, and <laughs> did shit go wrong, right? So we're supposed to meet there at three. Um, I know the promoter who's an amazing dude, uh, Matt Van Roy, he's a great promoter, he's organizing a lot of rap gigs, and uh, he hooks me up. He hooks me up with interviews when he can with his clients. Uh, I've got a few people coming up soon that I'm very excited about, which I will keep very under wraps for his sake. Um, but yeah, so I've been talking to Matt, and he's, he's guaranteed me 20 minutes with Riff uh, at 3 p.m. at his hotel. So I uh, meet up with a cameraman, Tom Crotty, and I pay him some money to come meet me in the city, and then uh, at 2.30 is when we organized to meet, just so we could sit down and plan it. I had the whole thing planned out. What I was going to do is I was going to talk to him for 15 minutes, interview him, talk about him the whole time, and then I was going to do five minutes of me fucking around about the differences between Australia and America. That part will become relevant very soon. So I get there at 2.30. I'm there. I meet up with Tom, and then I get a text from the promoter going, hey, uh, Riff Raff has missed his flight. Woo! Sick! So I'm already there, and uh, Riff's missed his flight. He was coming from New Zealand. So Matt goes, oh, look, we're going to have to delay it by an hour. I was like, that's all right. An hour's fine. I was kind of expecting a delay. I will just go and get some food, and then I'm going to come back to the hotel. And by the way, this is how I know that Riff is doing very well for himself, because the fucking hotel was one of the most amazing hotels I've ever been into in my life. I've only been to the lobby. I didn't even get to see the rooms, right? I walked into the lobby, and uh, there were leather couches everywhere. All the people who were staying in the hotel were walking around wearing fucking Gucci or carrying Louis Vuitton bags like they just arrived in Melbourne, and they went straight to the Louis Vuitton store to buy some shit, Right? And uh, everyone there looks rich as fuck and like an asshole, right? So I sit down there, and this is when I knew that uh, this was one of the fanciest hotels. The dude who opened the door for me, first of all, if you have a guy who opens the door for you, you you've almost made it. But they made the guy who works there to open the door wear a fucking top hat and this suit coat like a tuxedo with tails on it. I'm like, yeah, you didn't voluntarily put that shit on. That looks uncomfortable and ridiculous. You're probably getting paid $35 an hour to, to fucking open a door, and then they give you an extra 10 bucks to wear a dumb outfit. We get into the lobby, and there's a dude playing the harp. A fucking harp. Who plays the harp? Where do you find a guy who knows how to play the fucking harp? And it was beautiful too. He knew, he played the shit out of it. So I just sat in the lobby and I was like, dude, I'm not even mad that there's an hour delay. I can sit and listen to this guy play the fucking harp all day, right? And then he finishes up like three songs and he walks away and I get really sad because I wanted to listen to more harp music. And then he sits down at a fucking piano and starts playing that. I'm like, dude, you've got a dual harp piano playing hybrid going on here. This is some fancy shit. So I'm like, awesome, Riff Raff is doing well for himself, that's pretty cool, because I quite like his music, and then I, I enjoy his weird persona, right? So, I, after about an hour, I call Matt, I'm like, yo, what's going on? And Matt goes, 
Okay, so I just went to the airport and then I came home. It's going to be two more hours until they get here. So that's three hours for you. I'm like, fucking hell. So we organized to meet at 7.30 p.m. back at the hotel. So I've been, that means I've been, fast forward to 7.30, right? I've been in the city for, what is it? That is five hours now. So I'm fucking shitty. I'm pissed off. I'm like, I just want to do this interview. This means that now I can't get the podcast out this week because even if I do the interview and then come all the way home and then record the rest of the podcast, that's going to be like fucking midnight by the time I finish that shit. So now I'm not going to get a podcast out this week. I'm real shitty, but I'm like, don't worry about it. This shit happens. Just wait, get your interview and then go home and it'll be fine. It'll still be cool to meet the guy because I was still excited about that. Then Tom, the cameraman goes, hey, um, I can't wait around for 7.30 because I have other shit on. And I was like, yep, fair enough, man. Just give me your camera gear and I'll film it all myself. We, which sucks because we had all these fucking cameras ready to go. We were going to do like a three-point setup so it would look like a real professional interview. But then I lose my cameraman, which I wasn't mad about because it was fair enough that he had to leave. It just sucked. Right? Then 7.30 comes around. I've been in the city for five hours. I go to the hotel. And I meet with Matt, and Matt's like, yep, okay, so he's in the hotel, but he's asleep. He doesn't want to do the interviews until later. I'm like, what do you mean later? It's, it's, already, it's already five hours later, right? And then there's this other group of people who are also going to interview him that I don't know about. And these cunts, I can already see, are going to fuck it up for me, right? They're from some bullshit online internet magazine. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to start any fucking beef. But they're one of those wannabe lad Bible pages. You know, you ever see those internet pages on Facebook that have like 800,000 likes, but every time they post something, they get 20 fucking reactions on, on their posts? And you're like, how did you get to 800,000 and then fuck it up this badly? You guys could be millionaires posting clickbait, but I don't know, you fucked it up somewhere along the line. Anyway, so I meet up with those guys, and they're like, yeah, we're going to interview them as well, except uh, they're all off their face fucking high and pissed. I'm like, awesome. There was four dudes. Three of them were blazed. They were all from the magazine. And then there was this one camera guy who did not want to fucking be there at all. Like clearly he had also been waiting for five hours. We just hadn't run into each other. And he, he was very vocal about not liking Riff Raff's music. He was just an absolute cunt of a bloke who just did not want to be there. He was only doing it for money. And two of the magazine guys were so high or drunk. I don't know what it was. It was probably both, if I'm being honest. And then there was another really loud Kiwi guy who was actually really nice, but he was fucking loud, as all Kiwi guys are, right? So the two super high dudes, they end up leaving because they're too pissed to do the interview. They don't want to embarrass themselves and get themselves kicked off set. But those two guys were the guys in charge of the Kiwi guy, the Kiwi guy was there so that he could sit down and watch an interview to learn how it's done. Instead, they leave him. He's never done an interview before. And they're like, don't worry, bro. We'll text you the questions. And I'm like, sweet. Fucking amateur hour here. I'm, sit I'm, I'm just so angry on the inside. Like on the inside, I'm like a fucking volcano erupting. But on the outside, I'm like, hey, man, nice to meet you. What magazine are you from? Oh, cool. I don't mind that you're off your face right now. Oh, wow. This Kiwi guy has a very outlandish personality, doesn't he? That's not annoying at all. I don't have a headache. I don't want to go home. I'm very excited for this, right? And I'm carrying around fucking 15 kilos of camera gear, lights, three cameras, lenses, all that kind of shit. So I'm real shitty. And I meet Matt, and I see that Matt is just as fucking angry as me. <laughs> because he's obviously been fucked around. I'm like, but he's doing the same volcano shit. But because I know him, right, I can tell that he's incredibly angry on the inside. I'm like, hey man, how's it all going? And he goes, great, I've driven to the airport three times today. How are you? I'm like, awesome, I've been in the city for five hours today. Right, so we've both been clearly fucked around heaps. So I'm like, what's the plan? When are we going to do this interview? And he goes, all right, so Riff Raff is asleep because he's been touring. And I, I'm not mad that Riff was asleep, by the way, because he had been, he's on like a literally a 150-date tour. So you'd be absolutely fucked. I wouldn't want to talk to me. If I was Riff, I wouldn't want to do an interview before a show either, right? So I was still being like, yeah, okay, it's, it sucks that he missed his flight, but it probably wasn't his fault. I'm very happy that I still get to do this interview. 
And Matt's like, okay, so the plan is you guys go to the venue and go and sit in Riff Raff's green room backstage. Um, don't smoke any weed. Don't smoke any cigarettes. He doesn't want any drugs backstage. It's a strict no drugs policy, which I thought was fucking cool. I didn't even know you could have those policies. Next time I tour, I'm having a strict no fucking drug policy. Nothing worse than talking to some guy off his face before you're about to go on stage, right? So he goes, go backstage, and we're going to do the interview at, um, what was it? We're going to do the interview at 9.30. I was like, 9.30? I've been here since 2. That's fucking 7 hours. I'm not getting paid for nothing. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I want to go home. By the time the camera, I haven't even met Riff Raff yet, right? And already I'm like, this interview sucks. But whatever, we go to the fucking venue and I got to talk to this incredibly loud Kiwi dude and this incredibly shitty camera guy. And the camera guy is just absolutely trash talking Riff Raff's music the whole time. And I'm being like, oh my God, if this camera cunt opens his fucking mouth around the wrong person, he's going to get me kicked out and then I can't do the interview. Because I don't give a fuck about these guys, right? That's amateur hour all over the place. And then this Kiwi dude just won't shut up about shoes and I like shoes, but not enough to fucking talk about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, my passion for shoes extends to, oh, that's cool, maybe I'll buy them. That's it. This guy was a fucking sneakerhead, or whatever you call them, a hype beast. I don't know what the fuck that means, right? But he was one of those cunts that can't get over sneakers. Like, he knows the model of shoe that I was wearing. He goes, oh, you're wearing the Air Max fucking green whatevers. I'm like, am I? I don't know, I just thought I was wearing green shoes. <laughs> but he was the manager of a footlocker, and he goes, oh, if you ever want cool sneakers, man, I'll hook you up with all the new releases. I'm like, do you think I fucking pay attention to sneaker releases? What kind of person does that? I mean, I'm sure you do that, because that's your fucking job. But what kind of loser sits down at home being like, well, I can't wait till the new fucking Air Max Plus arrive. These ones have got black here and white there. Awesome. I'm going to fucking... Line up for those. Lining up for clothes. I'd rather line up to get hung. Because the line will be way shorter than lining up for three hours to get some fucking shoes no one except for you cares about. Right? Where am I? I'm yelling about shoes. Alright, yeah, so we go to the venue. We get there. And immediately, Kiwi Dude starts getting on the beers. Because he finds out that people in backstage get free beers. And now... As someone who tours, right, I tour, you do get free, actually no, okay, buy free beers, what the venue really means is you can have as many beers as you want and we won't charge you for it until we send you an invoice. It's basically to save time, they're not fucking free. So if this Kiwi dude starts drinking Riff Raff's free beers, Riff Raff is going to get charged for like 30 beers and be like, dude, I didn't drink these. And then the venue's going to be like, well, you had these interviewers backstage and they drank your beers, so we're charging you for it. So I was like, dude, you probably shouldn't do that because he's going to have to pay for them. And this Kiwi guy's like, no, bro, it's free. Excuse my terrible fucking Kiwi accent, right? So this guy starts smashing beers and then he also starts, someone, he finds weed somewhere and starts smoking weed in the room. And I'm like, dude, you can't fucking smoke weed here because Riff is going to get backstage and he's going to smell it and he's going to crack the shits justifiably because he's said that he doesn't want drugs in his fucking venue it's there's nothing worse than specifically asking for something before you get on stage and someone doing the opposite of that it can it's it's definitely pedantic artist behavior but it can fuck with your show so i'm like dude if you're going to smoke weed i'm not going to be in this room and then I left the room and then I said, hey, you've got to uh, hang backstage. You're in the way. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm gonna st- oh, my God. This is the worst. I haven't even met the cunt. This is already the worst interview I've ever done. Right? So it's 7.30. We're told 9.30. So I'm sitting in this fucking tiny green room while this incredibly loud Kiwi dude gets absolutely blazed and drunk. And then it fucking 8 o'clock rolls around. The doors open at 8.30. And then I go, hang on. If the doors open at 8.30 and he wants to do the interview at 9.30, that's during the show. We're not going to get... If, 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 me and, if I get 20 minutes with Riff and the Kiwi guy gets 20 minutes with Riff, 
he's going to miss his own show talking to us. We're not going to get 20 minutes. We're probably not even going to get a fucking interview. I wouldn't want to talk to anybody right before I'm about to get on stage. This isn't going to happen. So immediately I start fucking raging. And this other Kiwi guy is like, Oi, does anybody else have any fucking weed? Can I have another Corona, please? Oi, man, this is cool. Oi, bro, your shoes are so sick, man. I work at Foot Locker. I can get you any shoes you want, bro. Man, one time I sold shoes to Schoolboy Q before they were even came out. I almost got in heaps of trouble, but then I told them who he was, so it was all sweet, man. Isn't that fucking cool? I'm like, no. I don't care who you... Sh- I, if you fucking sold a dildo to Queen Elizabeth. I wouldn't give a fuck, all right? I don't care about what you sold to who, all right? I just want to talk to this cunt, get my interview, and then rage all the way home. That's what I want to do tonight. So then I fucking, I text Matt. I'm like, hey, man, if the interview is at 9.30 and the show starts at 8, what, what's happening? And then Matt goes, look, I'm really sorry, bro. I'm just trying to get the guy to the venue. I can't talk to you right now. I'm like, all right, sweet. Fair enough. Anyway, hits 8.30 and the show starts. There's some DJ doing DJ stuff. He was actually pretty sick. It was like DJ Afterthought. He was very, very good. And I'm sitting backstage. Riff has not arrived. And then at like, I think it was 9 o'clock, Riff arrives. He has to walk across the stage to get backstage. um, And the crowd goes nuts. As soon as he gets there, he sees me and all these other people backstage, and he's like, I don't know any of these people, everybody out. Fair enough. I, I actually know, I left before he got backstage because I knew that was the worst thing, is when you get backstage and there's strangers there. So I, I left, the Kiwi dude was like, I'm backstage, this is cool. It's not cool, it's a fucking room, right? So I left, and then he kicks everybody else out. The, the other camera guy is absolutely hating his life. He's like, dude, I don't even like his music. I wish I wasn't here. I'm like, can you shut the fuck up, cunt? Do you understand? You don't know any of... There's like 30 people backstage. At least five of them are Riff's personal friends. They might say some shit if you're talking shit about him backstage. Can you please just not? And then meanwhile, I'm thinking, how the fuck am I going to film this thing? Because my camera guy is gone. Right? He's gone home. I have three cameras and like five professional lights. I realized when I went backstage, the lights aren't going to fit, so it's probably going to look shit. Where am I going to put three cameras? How am I going to do the audio? Because I also have this podcast microphone, right? So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. And then um, I asked Matt. Matt gets here, and I'm like, hey, man, when can we do the interview? Because the show has started. We're not going to get 20 minutes, are we? And he goes, no, man, you're not going to get 20 minutes. I'm really sorry. I've been fucked around a lot today as well. I'm like, all right, cool whatever. When can we go in? And he goes, all right, you can go in at at 9.30. I'm like, sweet, we'll go in at 9.30. Uh, Riff Raff is scheduled to get on stage at 10. So I'm like, okay, we might get 10 minutes. That's kind of cool. 10 minutes is all right. I can work with 10 minutes. I can do my questions and then I can do my funny little fucking sketch about the differences between America and Australia. Right? And then 9.30 comes around. I'm like, can we go in? And Matt goes, hang on, I'll ask. He goes up and he goes, nah, Riff doesn't want to do it yet. He'll do it at 9.45. I'm like, cool, awesome, sweet. We're going to get five minutes. Awesome, cool, this is great. This is the best. This is awesome. Five minutes, sick. Meanwhile, the fucking Kiwi guy comes over to me and he's he's had a brilliant idea. Because I I, I go over to him and I'm like, hey, man, um, he's supposed to get on at like 10. So if we go in at 9.45, we're probably only going to get five minutes each. And this Kiwi guy walks in. Walks over to me and he goes, hey, bro, I've had a fucking sick idea, eh? And he's off his face. He's gone. Completely gone. I'm trying to stay away from him so I'm not seen as like, so we're not seen as the same package. Do you know what I mean? And he goes, bro, I've had a fucking sick idea. What if, because we only get five minutes each, what if we do the interview together and then we get ten minutes? What do you think of that, bro? And in my head, I'm like, I wish you would fuck off and go away forever. Because if we do the interview together, if we walk up to him and go, and I, like, imagine if if I said yes to that. What am I going to do? I'm going to walk in the backstage and be like, hello, Mr. Raff. This is my associate. Fucking, I've already forgotten his name. Whatever. And then he, and we're going to interview you together for 10 minutes. What do you think about that? 
And then Kiwi guy comes in and goes, Oi, bro, I've just had 10 Coronas. Six shoes, man. What are you doing? Oi, let's do it. And then we both get kicked out because he's clearly off his face. So I'm like, oh, yeah, man, that could be a cool idea. And then immediately I'm like, I need to get this cunt out of the situation. And I'll I'll be honest with you guys, I straight up dogged him. (laughs) I dogged the shit out of him. Because I thought... I was thinking, dude, there's no way we're even going to get 10 minutes. If it goes in at 9.45 and I set all my cameras up, setting up is five minutes, interview is five minutes, then he goes on stage. Only one of us is going to get an interview and I'm telling you what, it's going to be me. (laughs) So I was like, I need to figure out how to remove this guy from the situation. So I walk up to one of the RAF's handlers and I'm like, hey man, um, so how it's going to work is uh, it'll be me, I'll do my interview first. And then this guy from the magazine is going to do his interview. Sound good? And he goes, yeah, cool. That's sweet. And then in my own head, I'm like, cool. So I'll go in first and then Kiwi guy can fuck it up and it doesn't matter. It won't affect me. Okay. Then we finally get the call. 9.45. Riff is like, oh, I'll fucking do the interview. But he didn't say that. That's what I imagined. That it, because that's what I would do, right? If I had been putting off fucking interviewer scum all day, right? Because I don't want to talk to them. I, I, I would be like, dude, I don't know why I agreed to this. From what I understand, I'm pretty sure his manager or his agent agreed to the interviews because it's a good, because it's a good idea to help sell tickets. But I don't think that Riff Raff wanted to do it at all, right? And when I got in, when I met him, it became very apparent, apparent that I was fucking correct, right? So I go in. And I'm like, I I walk up to the Kiwi guy and I'm like, hey man, so I'm going in now. You stay here. I'll come out and get you when I'm done. And he goes, sweet bro. And then he follows me up the stairs. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) So we go up the stairs. Kiwi comes behind me off his face. He's he's so gone. I, I was impressed that he could go up the stairs, right? And the whole time I'm like, I just need to introduce myself and then introduce the Kiwi guy and say that we're separate so that if he fucks something up, he will fuck it up for himself and not me. So I walk in and, and there's like, it's a full on rap posse show, right? I've been to a lot of rap shows backstage. It's always the same. There's like fucking, there's the artist surrounded by two of his friends and then 10 cunts he doesn't really know, but they think they're friends with the main artist, right? It's always, every single rap show is like that. So I walk in the room Riff Raff is there. I can't get to them because there's too many people there. So I just start introducing myself to all the people in the room, trying to figure out who is Riff Raff's handler, right? So I meet the support acts. They're like, hey, man, we think you're funny. You're cool. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Thanks. And then I talk to everybody. And then I finally get to the handler. I'm like, hey, man, my name's Lewis. I'm a comedian. I'm just here to interview Riff Raff. This is Kiwi Guy. He's from another magazine. We're separate. I'm going to go first. And then he's going to go. And then Kiwi guy goes, I was thought we were going to do the interview together, bro. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I just straight up to his face. I was like, no, we're not going to do that. And then I gave the handler a look like I am not with this guy. And then he immediately understood what was going on. So I start setting up all my gear. And this is when I realized that Riff Raff was just hating me. He did. He was hating me and the other guy. Not because we fucked up anything, just because he didn't want to do an interview before he got on stage. No artist wants to do that. If I had fucking interviewers in my backstage, even if they wanted two minutes of my time, I would be a cunt as well, right? Because I don't want to talk to anybody before I go on stage. I'm thinking about the show. So I walk up to Riff and I give, I ha- hold out my hand to shake his hand. I'm like, hey man, my name's Lewis. Uh, I'm a comedian. I'm going to interview you. And before I even get halfway through the sentence, I'm like, hey man, my name's Lewis. He doesn't even look at me. He's on his phone and he gives me his left hand to fist bump. And he goes, yeah, man, how you go? <laughs> and then I was just like, I had my hand stretched out halfway and I was so confused because I've never had that level of disrespect in my life. Like, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. And I don't want you to be here. I've never experienced that in my life. So I slowly changed my handshake into a fist bump and then just tapped his left hand. And I was like, I was just, fuck. 
I all I all I thought was as soon as I gave him, as soon as I saw him give me the left hand fist bump, I just went, "Fuck, this is gonna suck. This is gonna absolutely suck." And then I start setting up my camera gear, and the vibe was so hostile. Every person in the room picked up that Riff did not want me and Kiwi guy in there, and everyone was just watching me set up my gear, and I I just. And, and just hating me. And I immediately started to get... I started to get nervous. Because there was like 10 dudes who were all looking at me with the expression of, fuck off. <laughs> and I started to get nervous. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm just going to minimize my presence here. I'm not going to set up three cameras. I immediately abandoned all of my lights. I abandoned all the other camera angles. I didn't even set up a ring light so it looks like trash. I set up one camera on a tripod, front on view, and my microphone and my computer ready to go. And as I'm setting this up, I'm like, hey man, so uh, we were told that we get um, 20 minutes, but I know you need to go on stage, so how about just 10? And then Riff just goes, uh, probably less. <laughs> still hasn't looked at me, still hasn't shaken my hand, still hasn't said, hi, my name is this. No apologies for being seven hours late. Fucking nothing. Just hating me. So I was just immediately, I was like, fuck, this is going to suck. And I, and I was like, all right, so I've probably got about three minutes. In my head, I was like, I've got three minutes. I'm going to have to make a decision here. What am I going to go for? Am I going to go for the interview, which will be boring? Or am I going to risk it all and try and do the funny thing? And I was like, you know what? Let's roll the dice. Let's roll the fucking dice. I'm doing the funny thing. Now, I want to explain what the funny thing is. Well, let me explain what my, what my original plan was because then this, would seem, this will seem less retarded, all right? So the original plan was when I had 20 minutes with him, I was going to talk to him for 15 minutes about him and about his tour, get a bit of a rapport going so then I could do some silly shit with him and he'd be on board with it, right? And then the funny thing I was going to do, in my head, this was hilarious, and you know what? No, I still, I stand by it. I still think it's funny, but I'm going to say, I'm going to, you know what the problem is? Jokes never sound funny when you explain them. I'm going to do it. All right. So the funny thing that I was going to do was I had a shoe box. <laughs> it's already shit. I'm bringing out props. It's already fucking shit, right? I had a shoe box. Inside the shoe box, I had a pair of Nike TNs, like the lad shoes that ratty people wear in Australia. I had a pair of Nike TNs, and then I had a pair of thongs, like flip-flops, right? And they were in the shoe box. Now, here's the ideal, here's how it was supposed to go. Here's the joke, all right? I'm gonna play myself and Riff Raff. This is after 15 minutes when we have a rapport, right? This isn't out of nowhere. This is my ideal plan, right? So we've done 15 minutes. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, me and Raph, we're, we're friends. We have a rapport going. Now it's time to do some funny stuff. So you're from America. You're from Texas, aren't you? Yeah, man, I'm from Texas. You're my, you're my friend, Lewis. I, I, I normally don't like interviewers, but you know what? You're all right, son. I'm like, all right, so let's play a game. Let's play a game about the differences between America and Australia. All right, Lewis, I'm totally on board with this. I ain't going to fuck this up for you. Let's play. I'm like, all right, so I pull out the shoebox. I'm like, so, and then I pull out the TNs. I'm like, so the Nike shoes. I'm like, pull out the TNs. I'm like, so in America... If somebody owns lots of pairs of these shoes, what does that say about them? Well, Lewis, in America, they would probably be a jogger or they'd have a lot of money. They'd be a good person. Well, in Australia, if someone owns a lot of TNs, that means they carry a knife. That's the joke. <laughs> and then Riff Raff would go, oh man, that's funny. The differences between America and Australia is very humorous. Let's do the next one. All right. And then I'd be like, so in America, if a man wears a lot, lots of different pairs of thongs, even in inappropriate situations, what does that say about him? Ah, uh, well, uh, Lewis, because uh, in America we call, uh, call G-strings thongs, I guess that man would be a bit of a weirdo for wearing G-strings. Well, Riff... 
in Australia, that just means he's probably your dad. That's the joke. <laughs> and then I'd be like, here's the, here's the finisher, right? I'll, I'll do a bit of explaining. Riff Raff recently bought a house for $2 million and it's a mansion. It's like six bedrooms, seven bathrooms. It's huge, right? $2 million. That's the key. So Riff Raff, you just bought a mansion for $2 million. How many bedrooms does it have? Oh, yes, I did, Lewis. It's got six bedrooms and uh, seven bathrooms. It's a mansion. Congratulations, bro. If you can get a house like that for $2 million in America, what do you think you could get for $2 million in Sydney? Oh, because I don't know a lot about the property market in Australia, I guess you could buy an even bigger mansion. No, Riff Raff, actually, you could probably just get this shoebox. And then I hand him the shoebox. Oh, I, I get it. That's funny because you thought... <laughs> so that, that was the whole thing, right? Which, look, my explanation of it was sh shit. But I think if that actually happened, that would be, that would be funny, right? If you saw... And it's the differences between America and Australia. I realize it's not the most original idea, but the fact that it was a celebrity, that would have made it cool. You know, how many fucking celebrity interviews you've seen where you're like, oh, if that was a regular person, that'd be trash. But because it's fucking, I don't know, Bill Gates or whatever, it's funny. Yeah, that was the idea. So I was, but that only would have worked if we had like done the interview for 15 minutes beforehand and built up a rapport but me being a fucking idiot, I rolled the dice and I'm like, I'm just going to go all in and get this funny thing. Because I thought that if it was done properly and if it was, if the, uh, the other person was on board and enthusiastic about it, it could go viral because it was, you know, about the property market and Nike TNs and all that kind of shit, right? So I rolled the dice and I'm like, you know what? I'm going in no rapport, no banter. He doesn't want me to be there. Let's do silly shit. Let's fucking go. Roll the dice. And oh my god, I don't even. I don't think I don't. I don't want to play this. I don't want to play the audio because I have the audio. It's fucking. It's awkward. He. I'm. I. You fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So this. This is the interview of. Riff. It's only. It's only audio. I'm not releasing the video. I have the video. I'm not putting it out there, because it's just too embarrassing. Right? It was just trash. Keep in mind, I'm very nervous because there are eight people around me and they don't want me to be... Oh, and also the reason why I was nervous is because Kiwi guy got violently kicked out as well. <laughs> because he was clearly pissed and off his face on, on weed. Like he was really high. And he starts yelling from the other side of the room because he can't get close to Riff Raff. He starts yelling at Riff about his shoes. Oh, bro! You got those new purple uh, Hurachis. Where'd you get them, man? And Riff Raff is like me. He doesn't know anything about the shoes that he's wearing. He's just bought them because they look cool. And he goes, oh, really, man? I don't know. I just, I, um, I got them in Harland. I, I saw them in a store and I got them. Oh, boo! Because those are the Harland exclusive. You got, you got them exclusives, man. You must know a lot about shoes. He, I, I don't know, man. I, I thought that I, I just bought them. When I, was, when I was in Harlan on tour, I, was, I thought they were cool. Oh, boo, that's so fucking cool, man. You know, I, got, I work at Foot Locker. And then, and then he just gets kicked out, right? They push him out of the room. And he goes, oh, boo, what are you doing? And everyone's pushing him out of the room. And then they go, yeah, fuck that. He was way too high. Was he with you? And then I was like, and then again, I dogged him straight away. I was like, no. I got nothing to do with that guy. He was from another thing. I don't know why he was so high. I told him not to drink. And then Riff Raff goes, wait, he was drinking my beers? <laughs> and I was like, he was. I wasn't. He was. All right. So I, now, I'm in, now I'm in a full-on hostile environment and I have to do a fucking silly interview. It's so cringe. All right. So I turn on the cameras. I sit down next to him. He still hasn't looked at me. He's not looked at me once. And when I, in, you'll hear, when I introduce him, I try to shake his hand and he doesn't, <laughs> even when the cameras are rolling, he still doesn't shake my head. Maybe he's just not a handshaker. I don't fucking know.
Right, so we, we uh. all right. Ju I'm just gonna play the thing and I'm gonna react to it. All right, so I ask him to. I, I I turn on the thing and then it goes like this. Did you hear that, fuck boy? That that was them talking about the the other guy that they had just violently ejected from the room, right? They're talking shit about one journalist that they've just kicked out, and then I'm sitting there being like, oh fuck, I hope I'm not next. <laughs> and you can hear the music playing because the show is happening. Like, it's just outside the door. We I got him to shut the door because you'll hear the door does open. Um, and it's it's way too loud to do the interview. And Riff was not happy that I shut the door. He's like, hey, you, do we have to shut the door? I'm like, yeah, we just won't hear it. I'm sorry, bro. And he's like, all right, shut the door, man. Doesn't want me there, all right? So they're, they're talking shit about the other guy. I'm sweating, <laughs> trying to just do this silly fucking thing that as soon as I begin it, I know it's not going to work. All right, man, thank you very much for coming and sitting down with me. I'm with, uh, oh, shit. I've messed up. Cut. <laughs> That was the sound of Riff Raff kicking the microphone onto the floor because he wasn't looking at me, he was on his phone. <laughs> oh, this just, I, I don't want you to hear this, but it's important for you guys to know that even I get fucking nervous sometimes and make terrible decisions like this interview. Uh, I'm sitting down with Riff Raff. Appreciate you coming out and uh, sitting down with me, man. We're just backstage at his show. About to go on stage in about 20 minutes, so we're getting this one out uh, quick. So uh, what I wanted to do, man, is uh, we're just looking at uh, some of the differences between America and Australia, seeing if, uh, if we can see there's any differences. So you can hear that I'm stuttering a lot. That's not, I'm not nervous anymore. Once it started, I was good. The reason I'm stuttering is because he hasn't looked at me and I'm trying to figure out if he's paying attention, <laughs> if he's paying attention, all right? So I'm like, all right, we're here with Riff Raff. Is, is this going to, does he know that we're on? Hey, man, we're, what the fuck is he, why is he still on his phone? This is super rude. Anyway, so we're looking at the differences between America and Australia. Oh, I fucking hope this is funny. So in, in America, you know the shoe, the Nike TNs? Nike TNs? TNs. Uh, George? I should have known that he didn't know fucking anything about shoes. The Kiwi guy just got kicked out for trying to get too specific about shoes. And then here I am doing the same thing. He's got no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Jorans. <laughs> and he's hating me. As, as soon as, I think as soon as I, I'm holding a shoe box, right? As soon as I picked up the box and I was like, he, and he saw that, that this cunt is, he was like, really, this cunt is, is gonna fucking do props. I'm going to have to deal with a fucking prop comic before I get on stage. Do, do you understand that I just bought a $2 million house and now I got to deal with this fucking lunatic from Australia before I get on stage? I don't want to do this. So these ones? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So in America, if a guy owns like heaps of pairs of these, what does that kind of say about him now? Maybe he likes to jog or something? Oh, Tempos? Yeah, yeah. No, these are, these are the TNs. They're real popular oh, okay. in Australia. MX Plus. I'm going to skip ahead because at this point, everyone just starts yelling out different kinds of shoes. Um, and I, I realize that they don't have those shoes in America. They're not very popular at all. No, not a single American in the room has ever seen those shoes before. And I'm like, fuck, this is ruined. Air Max Plus, Jordans, up tempos. <laughs> are, are those Adidas? Oh, man. In America, that means he's a jogger. In Australia, that usually means he carries a knife. Oh, okay. He's still on his phone. Did you hear that? Absolutely disinterested. Oh, okay. He's on his fucking phone. <laughs> I don't know why I kept going with this bit. I committed to it way too hard. As soon as I did the first one and it failed and he still wasn't paying attention, I just sort of bailed out and talked about something else or just turned everything off because it was so clear that it wasn't going to work out. But I was like, nope. I'm committing to this bit. I'm going to get this fucking joke out. It's going to be worth it for the punchline. So I move on to the next one. And uh, in America, if a man wears thongs, like... Wait until it's And in America, if a dude walks around wearing heaps of thongs, what would that say about him? What? 
wearing heaps of thongs like all day, every day, even in in situations that might be a little bit inappropriate. What do you mean shoes with the sandals like that? Oh, you got me, man. Yeah, that's what we call uh, that's what we call them in Australia. Did you call them flip flops? He, he probably owns a beach or something. Are you guys cringing as much as I am right now? He he just immediately. You know what he did? He I saw it in his eyes. Now he's looking at me. I saw it in his eyes. He saw the thongs, and he immediately understood the joke that I was going to make, and then he deliberately didn't play along. <laughs> he was like, nah, I'm not letting this cunt get his fucking punchline off. I'm not doing this America versus Australia bullshit. This isn't Jimmy Kimmel. This is backstage at my show before I'm about to get on stage. I'm going to ruin it so that I don't have to do the rest of this. And you know what? It fucking worked. <laughs> Because I had nowhere to go after he did that to me. I couldn't... Because he fucked me on the Nike TNs. He fucked me on the flip-flops. And then I was I was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to do the third one. And then I, I thought about asking him a little bit more. And then I just looked at the other people around me. And the energy was so hostile. I've been talking to him for a minute and a half. And they all wanted me gone. And I was like, you know what? Because I, I connected with him. I was like, as a performer, I wouldn't want me here either. I'm just going to wrap it up and fucking leave. And you know what? When I decided to do that, he actually kind of turned into a nice guy. Once we stopped the whole silly dumb shit, he started actually talking to me and we kind of got along a little bit. I should have... I fucked it up. I shouldn't have done the silly stuff. <clears throat> you know what? Actually, I really fucked it up. I should have just gone home when they said, oh, it's postponed to seven. I shouldn't have waited for four hours because I knew this was going to happen. I, like, I, I knew from experience, if you get a delay of four hours, you're not going to want to talk to the fucking journalist. That's the lowest thing on your priorities. I should have just been like, you know what? I'm going home. I don't want to annoy the cunt when he has to do a show. Hi, <sighs> man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to plug that's coming up? Uh, no, just, you know... We got the, we got another tour on the way, but yeah. I'm glad to be out here in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. So we're just gonna get things moving, but we're just another tour, another, another you know what I mean, another city. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Do you have any upcoming music projects coming uh, up? Oh, Alcoholic Alligator. Yeah. That's gonna. I don't know what the date is though. Is that an, is that a new album or is it? A yeah, album. Yeah, that's sick, man. So uh, yeah, well. Good luck on you too, man. Really appreciate you coming sitting right, down with me. You. It's uh, great to have you on. Thanks. Thank you very much, Rip. Right. You can actually hear him, his whole outlook and his behavior completely do a 180 as soon as he realizes that I'm leaving. Like, I'm like, that's, that's it. He goes, oh, awesome, man. And he shook my hand. He was like, fuck yeah, this cunt is leaving. Um, and then once he thought the interview was over, we actually had a little bit of a talk about um, being sober and drugs and stuff. And... Um, it was it was kind of pleasant, so I'll I, I guess I'll just play that for you because it was the only non awkward conversation that actually happened. So I, I don't know. In just pretend that this is the only thing you've heard, and then you'll be like, oh yeah, he seems all right. <laughs> I'll be fanning music, man. I'll be uh, following you for a while. You can have a drink if you want. Sorry. You can have a drink if you want. Oh, I don't drink, man. You don't. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of stay away from that shit. Yeah, that's good. I'm trying, I shouldn't drink the last three days, but I did. Yeah, well, it's I don't know. I think it's not too bad in moderation, but I kind of, because I do comedy and I tour as well, and everyone who is bigger than me was kind of like, yeah, stay away from it. Yeah, so, for so sure. That, you know, it's not going to help me, do you know what I mean? It might not hurt me, but it's almost definitely yeah. not going to benefit you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, if anything, it'll hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's there. So I was okay. like, oh, because all the older guys, all the old guys I knew that were real successful, they've either stopped or they're trying to stop. Right. So I'm like, try to skip that. Yeah, like, and a lot of people have like drinks on stage. It might be apple juice or something, or, or it's water, but it looks like a drink. But it's yeah, not. yeah, that's what I do, just to you know avoid what, people. You know what the difference is? You know what they call that in America? Yeah. Quitter. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's good not to drink if you're a comedian. I mean, because I know, I know uh, what uh, Cadbury's cat, funny as hell, but... Once he went super rock star. He went rap star. Uh, and that's it. I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna play the rest because we talked about some stuff that uh, he didn't know that he didn't know it was recording. I don't feel comfortable putting it out. It wouldn't be fair. Um, didn't talk, do it. We didn't say anything bad at all. Like he didn't he he didn't like spring on me. Hey, so you want to fuck a ten year old tonight? He didn't do <laughs> he didn't do any of that. It was a very boring conversation after that. But he didn't know that it was recording, so it's not. 
you know, it's not a nice thing to put out there if, you, if someone doesn't know it's recording. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that, that, was, that was my fucking, that was the entire thing. That was, that was what I waited. What was it? If I got there at two and then I did that at nine, that, 930, that was what I waited seven hours for. To, to sit down with a guy who didn't want to talk to me while all of his mates waited for a subtle signal to remove me from the room. And I was just like, I'm going to get bashed if I do anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, not, not every... In- that's, that, but, you know, that is the first interview for the podcast that has gone terribly. So there is that. Uh, and that is the reason why I missed an episode last week. So I hope you can all understand the f- the why that happened. Because I I got home at I stayed for the show. I actually enjoyed the show. Um, but you know what? It was a real never meet your idols moment. Do you know what I mean? Because I I, I really like his music, and I, I always watched his interviews and I looked up to the guy and I thought he was great and then I met him and it was just not the same and I, I'm not holding it against him because he, he just you know what he just didn't want to do it he didn't want to do it and that's fine he should have just cancelled it I would have I, I would not have been angry at all if he cancelled it but instead he decided he probably felt guilty and he decided to do it when he didn't want to and he gave me nothing and that kind of sucked you know what I mean but I understand because I wouldn't want to talk to me either so you know I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a cool guy and we did actually have a nice chat after he thought the interview was over and he offered me a drink and all that kind of stuff and gave me some advice so you know he he was a really nice guy he just didn't want to do the interview and that's fucking fair enough what am I going to talk about for the last 10 minutes of the podcast um oh I, I guess I'll um we're not going to have time for the miscellaneous bit at the end, thank God, worst part of the podcast. I'm just going to talk quickly about um, what I've got planned uh, next week. Uh, Bi-Monthly Bull, my new series, is starting next week. I'm very, very excited to drop it. I think that this, I keep saying it, but this is what I've always wanted to do on YouTube. I just never could because I didn't have resources and I didn't have money and I didn't have the ability or the equipment, but now i finally got it, the... I've I've worked up the trailer. If you want to see the trailer, I'm going to be putting it up early on Patreon so you can see it before everybody else. And I'm just so excited to drop this. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a political satire series and and political and media satire series. And it's basically going to be, I'm doing it like a Tonight Show uh, and a bit of a news parody as well. Uh, But I think the main difference between what I'm trying to achieve and a lot of the other tonight talk shows, political satire shows is I'm not really going to try and push an agenda. I'm not going to try and convince people that I'm correct. I'm not really going to say any opinions, basically. Like I'm, I'm just going to make fun of shit and I'm going to try my very best to make fun of both sides equally because there are, there's, I think there's so many shows out there now on on the internet and on TV, but I really haven't seen something on currently that does that. All of it is like mostly liberal left-wing shows taking the piss out of the right and Donald Trump and, and all this kind of shit, which, you know, obviously they have every right to do, but I think that as a comedian's if, if you're really trying to do the political satire thing, I think that you should give it even to your own side. You know, you should try and limit your own bias. I mean, if you think something is horrible, you should obviously say something. But to only take the piss out of people on the other side, I think, is a little bit weird. And it alienates half of the, you know, half of the population. And, and I've never <clears throat> really been too much of a fan of political comedy that, that tries to make you think that they're right or tries to convince you of an opinion. Um, I've never really... Some of it I do like, but when, when, it's, when it's every single week, we're going to make fun of Donald Trump again. Here's why it's wrong to be a conservative. Like every single week, I think it just gets boring. And I think that there's a, there's a lot of people out there that want to enjoy political satire, but don't want to be told that they're wrong every week or just want to fucking relax and just laugh at politicians no matter what they believe. Do you know what I mean? 
So I'm going to try and do that. Uh, uh, it's basically a, a media and political satire series that takes the piss out of left and the right and media and, and really tries to limit telling people how to think because... I don't know. That's that's the kind of polit- that's the kind of shit that I enjoy. I, I really enjoyed the Chasers War and everything, and they always were very balanced with who they took the piss out of. Like, I don't know. I, I just I, I just guess there's a lot of people out there that make fun of everything, ex- but never touch their own team. And I think that's a little bit dishonest. It's like saying that oh, the guys that I agree with never do anything wrong. When come on. They're politicians. They're all fucking evil. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's basically the synopsis of the show. And I'm going to be doing a lot of real life stunts. Um, not going to be screaming on a train and humping my brother, but uh, more kind of vox pop stuff. So I'm really excited to to put that out. Um, you'll see me at an anti-vaccine rally, fucking with people to the point where it got dangerous. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm very excited to put that out. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry that I didn't get the the riffraff interview. Um, it was just, it just didn't work out. So I think in future, I'm not going to talk about interviews until they're recorded and finished. So yeah, sorry for missing last week. I'm not going to miss any more podcasts. I've um, making a commitment to that. I, I know I've, I've said this before, but I think that last week was a bit of a, an extraordinary situation. So now that I know to just, I'm just going to have a backup. Whenever I go to record with a guest, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to aim to put that out the week after instead of that week, because it just gives me a buffer to, for something like that to happen and it won't fuck the podcast up. So yeah, thanks for listening guys. Um, if you want to support the show on Patreon, please do so. Chuck me a couple of bucks a month. It helps me um, pay for the hosting of the podcast because every episode I upload, it gets a little bit more expensive. So, And it also helps keep ads off there, which is something that I don't think I want to do. I may have to do it in the future, but if Patreon keeps going the way that it is, I might not have to. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Bi-Monthly Bull will start next week. I'm very excited for it. Keep an eye out. And uh, oh, if I can ask something of you, please share it. I would really like you guys to share the new series and get the word out out there because it is really kind of returning to my roots a little bit um, with fucking with the media and politics and doing stunts and stuff. It's something that um, I've really wanted to return to since I kind of um, moved away from that to focus on stand-up and lure review and everything. And I'm kind of coming back to it and I feel like this is what I've always wanted to do on YouTube. So if you see the video and you like it, please do share it. Please tell your friends because um, I want to get a bit of hype about Bi-Monthly Bull going, and uh, the only way I can do this is with your help. So yeah, thank you very much for watching. I hope you enjoyed my hour-long rant, rage, and then cringe about the terrible interview that I had. Also, no hate to Riff Raff at all. He was a lovely guy once, once the camera stopped rolling. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That's the podcast. Have a shit one.